This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on the nose. Brittany will not be in today. She should not, I mean, I'm glad she did come in yesterday, but she shouldn't have because actually, though, I did get a call and I, I have to talk about this because mm-hmm. I got a call a couple of nights ago saying, look, would you get this woman off my ass? I can't take it. And I said, Gogo, is this you? <laughs> uh, she said, yeah, I get her out of here. Just, yeah. you know, three days in a row. No, I can't do it. Yeah. So, you know, Gogo's what, 14 months, you said? Yeah. I mean, at, but at, at kids nowadays, are they got cell phones in their hands at six months. So, Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So, so how's is Gogo's doing okay now? I believe, I'm going to get this wrong, and I think it sounds worse than what it is, but it still sucks. <coughs> Foot and mouth disease? That's what I heard, Foot, yeah. Th- yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. So what is that? I, I, well, I think kids get it from daycare with, because they oh, have dirty feet, and then yep. they, you know, they, they stick their foot into their mouth, and then it takes all the dirt from the daycare and then puts it in their, their, uh, you know, in their mouth, and then it's a bunch of germs, and then it gets all rashy, and yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully everything will be okay over there at the house for the Arnesons. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to say we miss we miss you, Brittany, but we just don't. You know, I'm sorry, but it just doesn't work out. That way. And the words of one of her greatest uh, artists of all time: "Sorry, not sorry." Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah there you mm-hmm. go. Nah, we miss you already, Britt. The show just started, and we miss you. But yeah, you got to take care of the family first. There is no question about that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I will tell you what, Brittany, here's what you're missing today in the news. After police shoot 17-year-old France Burns, professor, two others stabbed to death in gender issue class. Uh, Delphi suspect told wife he killed the girls. So that's the kind of news we have today. Oh, wow. But you want to hear a big story. This has got to be a huge story, man. This is a newser, which tends to be a pretty, pretty liberal outfit, right? Mm-hmm. They tend to be. Don't you think? Yeah, you know, I don't go on Newser very often. Every now yeah, and again, you'll send yeah. me something from there. But yeah, I'm going <clears throat> too often. This is national news. And maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong about this. But uh, marks on Biden's face lead to CPAP reveal. Well, don't people use CPAP to sleep? Yeah. Why, why, I don't understand. I mean, the guy's in his 80s. Right. A, <laughs> yeah. It's a typical. It's a, it's, what? It sounds silly sometimes where they were like, how, how dare he be human? How dare he? I know. Yeah. Well, this is a, a perfect example of what I, wish, I really wish people would, would kind of follow our lead here. I really do. I don't like Joe Biden. I don't care for him at all. Don't care for Donald Trump either. Uh, we'll get back to Biden because the story's about Joe. I don't like Joe Biden. I think he's a terrible president mm-hmm. and a money-grubbing pig. But well, he needs CPAP to sleep. Good for him. Yeah. I, whatever. Yeah, I'd rather have a rested president. Yeah. Instead yep. of shit, you know, how many people on the planet use a CPAP machine? Go to any cabin, and there's always anybody in their 50s, there's six people with it hooked up yeah. <laughs> trying to catch yeah. some Zs. Who cares? I, that, I just don't understand. And look, maybe you could use this as an example, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like this guy. I don't like anything about this guy, but I will defend him if he needs a CPAP. Good for him. Yeah. I, I just see. I've never understood that. I don't like his policy, therefore I hate everything about him. Mm-hmm. That's a little childish, don't you think? Like when Chris Christie was sitting on the beach with an ice cream cone. Uh oh! How dare he enjoy <laughs> ice cream in the summer? How dare he? I know. Look at that lonely man eating ice cream all by himself. Ugh. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to settle that. You you gotta calm down. It, this stuff has gone way too far over the top, and everybody's nuts, and everybody's pissed off. 
Why do you want to be pissed off your whole life? Mm-hmm. You know, I got home last night at 10.30. I, I literally worked 16 hours yesterday, which is my pleasure to do. You're building a business here, and you got to work very hard to get that done. But I'm not going to sit here all morning and go, why did I have to work 16 hours and nobody? Because that's how it is. For mm-hmm. now, everything's fine. Relax. The president needs CPAP to sleep. Good for him. I'm happy that a CPAP will put him to sleep. Mm-hmm. But people just can't be happy for other people. Why is that? No. No, like yesterday when I found out that you were going to the soccer game and I didn't have to go, I was like, I'm happy for you, Tom. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, you. you were ecstatic. I was ecstatic that yeah. you were going to the and that, that I didn't have to. I, they told me not to go, and I was I was depressed for me, but they I was didn't happy tell you for not you. to go. <laughs> Bullshit. They Whoa. told me I'm not allowed. You're not allowed. You can't come to the soccer game, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Precisely what happened. Speaking of that, by the way, so yeah, look, ladies and gentlemen, we need to get back to a situation where we're rational about things. If Okay, a uh, president has been using it for weeks, White House announces. Good. If he, it makes him uh, help him sleep, as Rudy just said, I don't want a sleepy president. Mm-mm. So we're good. Stop judging every little thing people do and maybe look inside yourself for once. Yeah. Maybe you should adjust a couple of things in your own head. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I should, Rudy should, everybody should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it's just ridiculous. Um, so let's move forward, I, I suppose. Uh, what a... Well, what I can do is do the weather, and there's a bunch of news to cover, too. But mm-hmm. I, I am becoming more and more concerned about how people cannot wait to harm other people now. Sure. Why? What, is, what, is, what comes from that? What do, what do they get out of that? Because I don't get it. Maybe it just takes the focus off them for oh, a little while. that's a good argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a good argument. Uh, a couple of days ago, I had a discussion with this, this person. Um, it was, a, it was a, a young white woman. And she was asking me about this, that, and the other thing and, and said, Tom, I just don't understand how you just cannot admit on your show that white men have been the problem. I said, whoa, 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 wait a second. Mm-hmm. You have to understand something. First of all, what you're saying is ridiculous anyway. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I have a son who's a white man. You think I'm going to stand here and watch you run my son into the ground? That ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, shut up. I have a white son. It's supposed to be his fault? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, shut up with all that crap. Why don't we work together to make everything better instead of work against one another to make everything worse? Yeah. When people make arguments like that, umbrella statements, I I always think you should probably go down to the individual instead of just saying like, oh, all black men are criminals. All the white men are the problem, whatever it is. Go down to the individual person and go, go. it's not a race thing. It's a you thing. You, sir, are the problem. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. This is an individual thing. Uh, So just remember, Andy's a honky. So shut up. Mm -hmm. He's the nicest guy I've ever met. Yeah. Because of his mother, of course, it, not because of me. And if anything, around here, Andy is the solution. I agree. Not exactly. the problem. Exactly. <laughs> He's the guy who gets God. things done. So, Mr. President, I'm happy that you, you found CPAP helps you sleep. I hope you get good sleep. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a person, I don't like anything about him, and I still hope he gets good sleep. Because it's not healthy to not sleep well. Yeah. I want a president who's uh, at least getting a little uh, rest. That'd be good, right? So shut up. Mm-hmm. I've decided that's new the answer to everything. Really? Shut up. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, so he's been using it for weeks. and I, uh, Let me just check to make sure that, that they're not trying to say that he needs it for something else because they might be taking some weird angle here. 
President Biden is using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea. The White House announced Wednesday the news was revealed after reporters noticed marks on the president's face. So he has to sleep. Yeah. How would you like to be president of the United States? You got all this stuff on your mind. Wait a minute. You can't use a CPAP to sleep. What's wrong? Well, other than the weight of the world being on my shoulders. Do you know how many people in their <laughs> 30s who are overweight and don't take care of themselves right? have to use a CPAP machine? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you get into your 80s, feel free to do whatever it takes to be able to, t- to sleep. Couldn't CPAP, it, THC, whatever it might be. That's what I do. I take THC to sleep. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to adjust that all the time. By the way, if you're going to do that, if you're going to take THC to sleep, you have to uh, take Take a close gander at, at how much you're using, what levels you need to use, because it's great that you sleep through the night, but if you wake up and you can't get out of bed because you took so much THC, that's not very helpful to you. Yeah. So you got to take a gander at that stuff, too. But mm-hmm. All right, so we've moved on from that. I actually, yes, write this down, ladies and gentlemen, on, uh, what the hell is the date? June 29th, I supported a man I don't like anything about. Why? Because he's a human. That's why. So shut up. We really do need to, as people get back to, I might not agree with what you have right. to say, but I will defend your right to say it. That's it. And, you know, I, I have openly talked about my disdain for Jana Shorto, not only on this show, but publicly have yeah. talked about it a lot. But I do find her to be a great journalist. <laughs> I, Did she give you problems at some point? It, oh, it was awful. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Ter- I I don't find her to be a, a very pleasant person, and oh, I know. Really? Well, there's a lot of people that try to sugarcoat it the way they did with Rosie O'Donnell and Ellen for oh, a long yeah, time, yeah. where they went, no, 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 she's fun. Look, she has the little scrunchies that she shoots out into the crowd, and <laughs> she's got the cutie batootie club, and then Ellen dances. She can't be a bitch. No, yeah. no, no. Listen, let's not sugarcoat it here. Uh, Janice Shorrell, not a nice. I, and there's people that I've worked with her that have all said the same thing that she. She's very, almost impossible to work with. Really? But she is a hell of a journalist, and I feel like she has definitely, you know, pushed and uh, made paths for people to come behind her. I I really do give her a lot of credit. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to sit and have some sushi with the lady. I understand that. But I think that there are good, but you have to give credit where credit is due. I agree. See, yeah. even though you don't like anything about her, you think she's good at her job. Absolutely. Well, that's yeah. how we all should approach things. Absolutely. I only met her one time. It was at an event out at, uh, out at Hazelden. They have mm-hmm. that event every year. Well, they haven't had it the last couple of years, I guess, because of COVID or whatever. But um, I think they're going to have it again this year. I believe we are. But I ran into her, and she wasn't pleasant, and she wasn't unpleasant. I just I only talked to her for about one minute, and I really couldn't tell if, what, yeah, I couldn't really tell anything about her because I only talked to her for about a minute. That is the one thing about her that, again, giving her credit, she is very real. That is an authentic well, version good. of Janice Shorto. Well, Absolutely. Good. She's not on TV. She doesn't get on Care 11 and try to give off a different version of who she is. I truly believe that the bitchy person off the camera is the same bitchy person that is on the camera. And that, having that authenticity, I think, is what has really helped her in her career, for sure. Yeah, you're probably right about mm-hmm. that. Jan, if you're listening, uh, I can never see the number because it's covered up. Uh, it's 952, what, it's 625.75? Yeah. Jenna, call in right now because we're going to decide if we like you or not. <laughs> Bitch or not. <laughs> Bitch or not. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I only met her one time. I don't know yeah. anything about her. 
But, I mean, let's be honest. Most news people, I mean, look at Chris Eggert. What a horrible human The being. worst. all I have to say. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, it's, it is. Look, I'm sure there are people that think you, and I know there are people that think I am a massive pain in the ass and a prick and a this and a that. I don't care what you think. I really do not. Yeah. I have my family. I love my family. I have my friends. got my coworkers. You like me? Good. You don't like me? Then don't come near me. That's fine. I can live without you. I read something recently where, and I've noticed this a lot, where in your 40s, you stop caring about what other people think I of you. That, but yeah. in your 60s, you realize that nobody ever thought about you in the first place. Probably. And I thought that's a really good way. So instead of waiting until you're 60 to realize that nobody is thinking about right. you, just start doing it in your 30s and 40s. And I think you'll get along with a happier life. Well, as an example, we've got a couple more minutes. We go to break, we come back. I couldn't care less about Bob Sansevier, but you know. You know. <laughs> Sanny will be with us. Don't you love Sanny? He's an orb. I have to always explain to people why he's an orb. Yeah. It's like, why is he an orb? I, I have no idea. Because he's neurotic, and he refuses to take the frickin' piece of tape off the camera because he thinks the government is watching him. <laughs> you might be right about that. You could be right about that. They're tracking me, man. Yeah. Settle down. Why don't you be a little more Italian there, Bob? That's all I have to say. I was watching. I came across. Do you have movies that if they're on, regardless of where they're at in the movie, you will sit down and you will watch the movie? That can happen, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I have that with I have that with the first Transformers, even though I think it's a terrible movie mm-hmm. for some reason, just because my childhood makes me sit down and watch that movie. But the dad in that movie, Shia LaBeouf's dad, looks exactly like Bob Sansevier. Really? Yeah. If I showed you a picture. Danny. Uh, they would be, I mean, they are identical people. And it didn't dawn on me till like, I don't know, maybe three days ago, I was flipping through the channels and I saw that Transformers was on. And even though, like I said, I hate that movie, there is something, it's like a guilty pleasure. I oh, love really? to watch it. Yeah, it's terrible. It. It's so, those movies are so bad. They never get more than like, you know, a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. But for some reason, I have to watch them. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big science fiction, whatever the, whatever that genre is now. I don't even know what the hell that is. That Avatar, what is that? I don't know. Is that science fiction or uh, what, something? Well, I don't like other people's fantasy. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, like the yeah. whole Lord of the Rings, the orcs, the elves, all that crap. I don't know. Just give me a good old biopic or give me uh, American Shooter, for instance. You know, with, uh, what's his name, Chris Kyle and uh, Bradley Cooper. I'd much rather watch a movie like that than sit down and be like, the mystical wizards, who cares? I still love the story, and I cannot say what she said because I'm a honky man. But there was a beautiful young black woman in studio a couple years ago. In this studio, as a matter of fact, a couple years ago. And she went to see Lord of the Rings. (laughs) And what's the the character's name again? That uh, The Gollum or something like that? Yeah, Gollum. It is Gollum, okay. So she's talking to me about Gollum, and we're having a nice conversation about this, that, and the other thing, and she's a very, very pleasant person. She said, Tommy, let me ask you a question. You ever seen that movie, uh, Lord of the Rings, with that Gollum or whatever his name is? He dropped his ring, dropped the ring into the canyon. I said, no, really? I've never seen the movie. She goes, yeah, I, can't, I just couldn't believe it. And then I'm the one who got in trouble. I said, what do you mean you got in trouble? Well, I was at the Murray Hill Theater in New York City, and I'm watching a movie. He drops a ring to the canyon, and I, I didn't do it on purpose. It just came out. I had to yell out, Big N, do your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's the world I want to live in right there. That's Calm down, everybody. Relax. We'll have a good time. Okay, here's the weather. 
Uh, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 4 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 89 today. So I'm glad I'm wearing a sweater. Well, it's mm-hmm. not a sweater. It's a sweatshirt, I guess. Um, but I, like I said, I got home at 1030 last night. I might be a little tired. Sure. And by the way, I did predict this. They said, oh, we'll have you back home. No problem. Be 830 at the latest. Uh-huh. Never. Never happened. No, never. But it was a great night. Saw a lot of really nice people. Jim Hoig was there from Zero Res, and we had Dave Bialke was there, and Michael Bryant came. I mean, the, they were lined up, met a couple of new pe- new people that uh, were very, very impressive, very nice people. So it worked out really, really. That is a beautiful stadium, by the way. I've heard. Holy Hannah, that station, that, that stadium is gorgeous. I didn't get to see any of the game either because I was talking to. So I think it was two to one. And they had a lightning alert, so they had to stop the game. And oh, sure. It was stopped for at least a half an hour. And then I said, look, man, this game's not going to get over till midnight. we got to get out of <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, don't know. Did, I don't know if they ever did kick it back into gear or not, or they, they just gave the, uh, gave the loons the win. I'm not sure. Had good chow, though. Their food there is very good. That's what I hear. It is, yeah. It's really uh, good. Yeah, so uh, Minnesota, the Loons, beat uh, FCK. Okay. Which I that is Oh, a, did you see their logo? I did see their logo. Oh, yeah. It looks a lot like the big F. <laughs> Absolutely, like it does. Uh, but, yeah, the, uh, the Loons pulled it out last night, 2-1. to one. So they, did they stop the game completely? Did they ever go back to playing the, the second half? It says full-time. I don't know what that means. In, yeah, I don't either. So it must be, if it's full-time, it must mean that they didn't cut it short. Because I, okay. no, I know nothing about soccer. I mean, I, I, tr- I watched all, every season of Ted Lasso and didn't pick up any information about the game. Steve Cannon, still the best line ever. Yeah. 20,000 kids in Minnesota play soccer, so they don't have to watch it. <laughs> Cannon was – I still can't believe that whole squad. Now, this is much before your time, but legendary radio station, WCCO. My God, massive ratings and all the rest of it. And, and they would say things on there. Like, I don't know if people 35, 40 years ago even realized what they were saying. Oh, <laughs> the stuff you could get away with. Back then you could, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. But Steve-O, we miss you. He and Gelfand became really good friends, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, so, yeah, 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, high near 89. Today, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms tonight, mainly before 7 p.m. So between 4 and 7, it looks like it might rain. Mostly clear with a low around 66 tonight, then sunny and 87 tomorrow. Mostly cloudy on Friday night, but then Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near. Yeah, we'll just go with the daytime. Don't worry about the nighttime. So today after 4 p.m., maybe a shower. Uh, then you got tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 87. You got Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 89. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 91. So it looks like it's going to be a beautiful, maybe some passing showers, not that big a deal. Right now it's partly cloudy at 65 degrees. We better take a break here because speaking of the orb, oh, I do want to mention this though. Uh, we'll go on vacation starting tomorrow because I got to travel, unfortunately. So no rest for the wicked. No. That's all I'm saying. Damn. But uh, Rudy, coming up next week, July 5th, the House Comedy at the Mall of America. July 7th, Broken Clock Brewing in Minneapolis. And July 8th, Beaver Island Brewing in St. Cloud. Sounds like you're going to have a lot of fun while we're on vacation, so that's good. Yeah, a few stand-up dates that just kind of fell out of nowhere. So, And those shows in St. Cloud, they sell out every time. It's, it's a blast. Do you ever go to St. Cloud? I love St. Cloud. Isn't it a great city? I love that town. I lived there for one year in, 19, in fact, the year after the Twins won the World Series in 87. Because right. that's where I met Dan Gladden, and he won 
wouldn't sign an autograph for me oh, when no. I was eight. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah. He's a pleasant guy, isn't I, he? Oh, yeah. No, it still brings back Ugh. memories. It, it triggers every time. But St. Cloud was okay back then. But now that I've gone back to do stand-up and hang out with the people, mm-hmm. St. Cloud, lovely city that does not get enough recognition. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's wonderful. Great restaurants mm-hmm. up there, the whole deal. Well, for me, I think the reason was between North Minneapolis and Long Prairie, where you go visit my grandparents, because all three of them lived up there. The one who lived down here, uh, my grandfather on my mother's side, was the biggest prick. He's a bigger prick than my father, even. So I didn't spend much time around. But the other three lived up there. And St. Cloud was kind of like the halfway point. Like, I'm wearing my 10-spot hat right now. I saw that. I'm going up north uh, today. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to stop at the 10-spot and have lunch. Sure. I can't wait to get up there. They're very, very nice people. So what are you talking about? That's in Randall, Minnesota, which is, you know, what is that? 15 minutes outside St. Cloud, something like that? Yeah, something Maybe like a little that. further. Yeah. But there are all these places on the way up there. And I could name several between Minneapolis and St. Cloud, too. There are a lot of great places to pull over, stop. Um, you pull over uh, in Ramsey, Minnesota, play a little golf. That great golf course there. They're, yeah, all the way up north. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. So. So you'll be working your ass off, and I'll be staring out the window. Good That'll for you. Nice you, you. After that 16-hour day, man, you deserve a little time off. 10.30. So. Yeah. I said, I'm not getting home. I, <laughs> this is how funny this is. I'm not getting home at any 9.30 at night. Yeah, you're right. You're not. You're not getting home until 10.30. Yeah. <laughs> but the people were very – there's a woman named Ruth. Ruth is about 4 foot 10. She's from Hungary, I think she said. Maybe Croatia. I think Hungary, though. She was one of the guards, one of the security people. Huge fan, man. She was a, oh, so how do you get, how do you download the app? And how do you, she was, so I told Ruth to get it all teed up, and then I wanted her to call in. You got to meet Ruth. Nice. She, honest to God, she's got that edge to her. That, you know, I'm a security person, but she's the sweetest damn woman. Just a great person. Mm -hmm. All right, we do have to move on. I know I'm burning up way too much time here, but I'm trying to take time away from the orb. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah, we'll be right back with the orb, also known as Bob Sansevier. Mike has an amazing offer for my listeners. On his Giza Elegance My Pillows, you'll receive a Giza Elegance My Pillow for as low as $19.98. Regular price is $69.98. This My Pillow comes in four levels of support. You'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as MyPillow towels, mattress toppers, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the Giza Elegance MyPillow for as low as 1998, and use promo code TOM. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we do need it. You know that. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his Giza Elegance MyPillow. That is MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. Boating season is here, and many of you will be hauling a boat to the lake this summer. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we encourage you to keep yourself and others safe by obeying the laws of the lakes. Keep in mind that children 10 and under are required to wear a life jacket at all times. It's also good to make sure everything on the boat is in working order before heading out into the water. Alcohol causes thousands of boating injuries every year. Remember that the captain is responsible for the crew and cannot be over the legal limit. And please, not only be aware of other boats in the water, but keep an eye out for water skiers, tubers, and jet skiers. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Please do your part to keep yourself and others safe on the lakes this summer. You can find Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant and at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Mike Bryant, seeking justice for the injured. Working hard and going farther with Mike Bryant on your side. 
Sean Bryant. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. 7.25, now 25 minutes after 7 o'clock. It is time for the Orb, ladies and gentlemen, also known as Bob Severe Sports, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Sandy, what is the latest? Your twins. What now, Bob? Well, they get swept in Atlanta, lose 3-0. Runners in scoring position for the three games, yep. 0 for 23. Mm-hmm. They had a closed, not even a closed, they closed the door to the media like it's the media's fault. They suck. <laughs> I love that, They wouldn't Bob. let the media in. They, uh, they're out of first place. They're a half game behind Cleveland, oh, which God. sucks. Oh, you know, God. two games under 500. Cleveland's a game under 500 and now leading the AL Central. So it couldn't be much worse for this team. <laughs> Put them on. I mean, it's a scrap heap team. And Carlos yep. Correa got the night off because, you know, he's not hitting well. But he also, he has plantar fasciitis. And I'm not saying this will happen to him, but that has a, been a career-ending injury for some athletes. Or career-altering at the very least. Because it does affect how you can play a sport when you have well, that. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know, Bob. It's very, as you know, this is a season I look forward to every year, all winter long. I said, yeah, you know what, but February uh, spring training opens and the Twins will be back. And they started out, I thought they looked pretty good, but my God, this team sucks. It is not good. And even the, even the, the uh, manager has stepped up. Now Rocco stepped up and said, this is, this is disgusting. I don't well, think he's you know he is the manager. I mean, I think I he know. has to take some and I hey, he's the eye tie. I love that. But he has to take some <laughs> responsibility, a great deal of it for this. And I don't know that he, 
I'm not going to say they've handled Buxton wrong, but if he's going to bat 200 and he's going to get yep. hurt at DH, put him in the outfield. Maybe it'll do something to his mindset and it'll hit better. Is anybody playing well right now for them? Well, Lewis has been, but even, yeah, you know, that's I think true. he was yep. over last night. And uh, no, no one is playing well for them. God, it's, well, then it's got to come from the top, Bob. It, it's not 25 guys. It's got to come from somewhere, right? Yes. And you wonder, now, a team that's two games under 500 yet only a half game out. And, I mean, they could play and then uh, be a half game up uh, if they win. But the thing is, if with the trade den line coming up, do you try to put something together, make deals to get guys? But you suck. So, and, you know, you have to think about it. You get in the postseason, what are you going to do? You're not going to suddenly get a surge. And, you know, you can't put, well, look what happened in the NBA. An eighth seed made the finals. And right. Stanley Cup finals. An eighth seed made the finals. You're not, it's not going to be like that. They played the best team in the National League and got destroyed yes. over three games. Atlanta is a really good baseball team. I do understand that, Bob. You're yes. absolutely right about that. But the, the Twins are terrible. They're terrible. Yes, they are. Now, I got a couple of questions for you. Yes, sir. Um, well, first is uh, the soccer team. I know you went last night because Ebert's night. called me this morning to alert me to that. And Why would way, he call you this morning? Well, he wanted to just remind me that we're doing Thursday today, which was a good thing. Did he want to remind me that I wanted to be home before 1030 last night? Did he remind well, he me told of me that? He got, okay, he told me he got lost. How do you get lost when you just get on 94? Because he was on the phone with Jeff Passel. Why would he call Jeff Passel at that hour? Talking oh, because that's soccer. Because uh, I haven't talked to Pass in a bit. Passel oh, okay. and I are oh, really. Oh, he wanted to hook you up. Well, Pat's a very you know he's a giving guy. He wants to keep everything you know. But I was just talking to Rudy about this. I said, okay, we're going to go over there. You're going to pick me up at six fifteen. We'll go over for the first half. We'll hop in a car around eight o'clock somewhere in there, and uh, I'll be home by eight thirty. It'll be perfect. Sit around with Catherine for an hour. Got home last night at ten thirty, Bob. 16-hour <laughs> okay, day. Where did he take you? What towns did he t- traverse? Instead of going on 35 South, because he was distracted, he no. went on Hiawatha. And then Hiawatha. he kept saying, i got to double back. I'm like, we're not going to double back. It's already going to take us an hour to get from St. Paul to Minneapolis, which is almost impossible to do. It's a five-minute I mean, drive. Five-minute drive. We had to drive all the way down Hiawatha until we got to Highway 62. We went west on 62, and I finally got home at 10.30 last night. Oh, no. It's like, oh, my God. Why? Right, so first of all, my first question on this is, is the soccer team a sponsor? I don't think so. Because I want to temper my comments if it is. I don't, they're they're I not guess, a sponsor, are they, Rudy? They are not, no. I didn't think so. No. Are you into soccer? I mean, I, no. And Rudy mentioned... Uh, uh, Ted Lasso. I wonder if anyone's become a soccer fan over that show, because a lot of people love the show. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I remember the Cosmos in New York, or was they played in New Jersey, and they were, you know, the the stands were packed, seventy thousand fans. Well, then they found out that sixty nine thousand of them were giveaways. Well, they that'll could not get people <laughs> to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that, you know, the numbers must have gone up because look at how many kids joined karate in 1984 after oh, yeah. the Karate Kid came oh, out. Yeah. And then look at how many people got into chess when Queen's Gambit came out on Netflix. You couldn't buy a chessboard for like six months. Yep. That's very, very true. God, thinking back but to it's those times. Soccer. I mean, it's a, okay. I can't believe this. It's, they're getting blown away two to nothing. <laughs> you know, that's a blowout. Yeah. You know, one nil. 
What was the score? Do you even remember from last night? Two to one, I think. Two to one, yep. All right. Oh, it's a blowout. So when I left, it was 2-1 to one anyway. But, yeah, the food was good. It's a beautiful stadium, no question. I would love to see a concert at that stadium, I'll tell you that. It is a beautiful stadium. I, I, well, I didn't cover a soccer game there. I covered the Johnnies against the Tommies, I think, in their final game before oh, sure. the, uh, the Tommies wound up moving into D1. D1. So, But, I, I mean, it's just maybe if they had a smaller field and guys could hit each other more, people would get into it. You mean got to get more physical? I think well, that's why I mean, I, and not just because my son plays it, but I've have come to like rugby because there's a lot of hitting and there's no padding. Oh, these guys can they wail each other? Yeah, they do. I like rugby. Uh, rugby actually, rugby would be good. Why don't we have a rugby team? That'd be good. There you go. I like it. I know it, some kids who can play for your squad. Works for me, Pally. So, but I, but anyway, with the twins, they're just. It's, Half a game out, and, and you're two games under 500. In yeah. the East, you'd be, what, 15 games out with that yes. record. Uh, and Dalvin Cook, the former Vikings running back, uh, Dolphins for sure, and it appears Denver, New England, and the Jets also have strong interest in. The Dolphins have an offer on the table. Other teams do, so those three teams may all have offers on the table for Dalvin Cook. And, it, you know, good for him. We'll see if he's done or not, If he would, whoever he signs with. Well, none of those teams are any good. Well, that Denver okay. uh, with Sean Payton could be good, but could they be, play yes. with Kansas City. The Dolphins could be good, but, I mean, they're in the division with Buffalo. And the Jets, a lot of people, because they got Aaron Rodgers, who really has sucked these last few years, they suddenly are being called a Super Bowl contender. Mm, I, need, yeah. I need to see more before I'd make that leap. Right, right. You know, Miami actually is intriguing because they, if Tua Tungavailoa can stay healthy, they could be a, a, a really good team because there's talent on that team. Nobody's last name is Tungavailoa. You made that up. <laughs> no, that it, you wouldn't know it looking at the spelling, but that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I have to say it really yeah. fast. Oh, okay. Tungavailoa. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Giannis and the Nguyen. That's like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, I know you're talking. <laughs> it's that sort of thing. All right, Sandy, should we pop up uh, Kristen to, for your crossover? Oh, I couldn't imagine. Oh, by the way, where's Brittany? You, I can't believe she's not there. You have a week off, and she's taking an extra day, or she's sick. Go go. Go go. Go go sick. Well, yeah, then, go-go excuse sick, absence. Yeah. Indeed. Got to watch your babies, man. Got to watch over the kids. There's no oh, question about right. that. Well, it's kind of like when working with you and Kristen. I have to watch over my little baby, my little children. I have to take Careful, care. Careful, she's the best. <laughs> she's staring at me right now, like, hey, yeah, really, Tom? Oh. Kristen, I got to ask you a question because you're a Hollywood gal. Yes. We had, people in Minnesota know this, the air quality was like 174 and 150 Ooh. becomes dangerous. What is the smog? I mean, what's the air quality? Do you know what the number is? in the L.A. area when they have smog? I mean, is that a daily occurrence to be in at dangerous levels? No, our smog levels are, are relatively good. I mean, honestly, it hasn't been bad since the 80s here. Um, oh. Yeah, so I think it's just kind of like an old-school thought about L.A. when it comes to smog. However, I will say we deal with California wildfires quite a bit, and so I you know, understand what everyone's going through around the country. Currently we have clear skies. Um, but honestly, people should not be going outside without a, a mask and, and not like, and not like your little COVID surgical mask. You <laughs> should have, if you have to spend a lot of time outside, whether it's like 
working in your yard or if your job requires it, they should be providing um, those heavy duty, heavy duty N95s, not even the KN95s, the N95s. Um, we keep them in our house just to have them in case of emergency because there are times it's so bad you don't want to go outside in case you migraines and yeah, you can't breathe. It's It's tough. Well, I've got the scr- Tom you, or, and Rudy. You guys have scratchy throats. I do from being outside yesterday. Oh, I thought she was talking about working with you. Well, that'll give you a scratchy yeah. throat. Mm-hmm. You have to protect yourself if you're working with Sandy at all times. <laughs> Wear your, your N95 mask. It is still. It's unclear what the orb emits. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You need ear protection more than you need mouth protection. That's true. I have no idea what he looks like. Isn't that amazing? Oh, He's Sandy. Quite fetching. No clue. Someone's got to hold up a photo of him. (laughs) Unbelievable. Who's that guy that people said I looked like? Here's the the thing. I think you look like Kevin Dunn. I just looked him up. He is the dad from the movie Transformers. No, not him. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay, because I think you look a lot like him. No, I know who he's talking about, though. And I can't remember his name. I do. I remember his name. What? Rondo Hatton. Rondo Hatton. (laughs) Bob knows who that is. You guys don't know who that is, do you? Yeah. He was the creeper back in the 1930s. Well, yeah. (laughs) Bob walked into the studio the other day. I was like, is that Idris Elba who just walked in? Look at that guy. Wow. (laughs) Well, I I am olive skinned in uh, in (laughs) the summer. I do darken up a lot. Tom, what was the name you just said? Rondo Hatton. I, I gotta look this oh, guy. Oh, you gotta look him up. Okay, Rondo, thanks, Tom. <laughs> he just looked up creeper. Rondo. Or do I just have to look up the creeper? That no, too. no, the, <laughs> Tom, who, what is the guy? <laughs> what movie is that guy? <laughs> okay, now I see where the joke is. <laughs> you gotta look it up, Kristen. You gotta look up Rondo Hatton. Because okay, Sandy, okay. Sandy wow. just got a dead ringer. <laughs> wow! It says he was an American journalist and actor. I didn't know he was a journalist. And no, I, yeah, I've never even heard of this guy. Throw oh, me the story. Wow, funny. Oh God! And he had one of these kind of voices too. He had this deal. He had that going as well. The Creeper, Rondo Hatton. <laughs> uh oh, Kristen just saw him. Yeah, that's the only voice that could come out of a face like that. <laughs> Aren't you glad that I introduced you to Rondo Hatton now for the rest of your life? Rondo Hatton. I'm going to look at his IMDb page. Oh, I remember the guy. Okay, Kristen, and I don't see it, but Stephen Root is the guy that yeah. people say. he's. Yep. But he's much doughier than I am now. Not anymore. He lost a lot of weight. Oh, did he? Well, because I'm, uh, I've lost a, 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 an LB or two myself. So what I understand. Everything's good. You're healthy and everything. Yeah, I feel great. It's the best thing that happened to me. And when I'm referring to Kristen, the best thing that happened was to get diabetes. Because it changed my lifestyle. Oh, for God's sake. I mean, I've lost over 25 pounds in the last month and a half or so, so it's been good. Nice. And I'm eating, uh, you know, I'm eating things I like. I'm not getting that sea salt caramel, which I loved. Oh, but I love that it. also probably led to the diabetes. Uh. Every day I either had a high-rise sea salt caramel or I had a uh, – I, and I also scaled back. I would go to Culver's and get their medium sea salt caramel milkshake i figured well if i don't get a large that's not going to do any damage that sounds mm-hmm. delicious though oh god try one yeah when i you... can only have a milkshake like once a year just they're too heavy but they're delicious have you ever had culver's i know there's none in california right i haven't had a culver's phenomenal milkshake. it sounds delicious though you have no idea by the way here's a guy eats about 
8,000 shakes a day, but I'm not eating any beef. Oh, God. Oh, guys, you, you know what? And You're it's a, a good fraud. Call on my part. Beef is not good for you. You're a fraud. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. 75. Is the beef council an advertiser? <laughs> Watch out. They're going to come after you. They went after Oprah. Did they really? <laughs> there was a very famous case about Oprah and the beef industry years ago, and she was caught up in litigation for quite a while with it. This, oh. this was back in the day when she had her talk show in Chicago. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that when she brought out the wagon full of fat? I mean, back in that era? No, that was her Optifast diet. Remember that? Oh, that's that right. Optifast. diet. The, yep. You know, it's so funny. Diet culture has changed so much. Now you would never recommend a liquid diet to people and be like, just drink a bunch of shakes and you'll lose a bunch of weight. Right, but right. Diets, diet culture, especially geared toward women, is, is very toxic. Well, I'm about to lose 180 pounds when Sandy leaves. Thank you very much. Great to be here. I wish you was 180. <laughs> you wish you were that low. <laughs> I mean, you know, I lost weight, but thanks a lot, Tom. I didn't get there yet. I did once. This is when I was uh, I was turning 30. I got on the scale. It's the most I ever was. I was 211. And I went on basically my grape and a Havarti cheese diet, and I got down to 157. And I bought one pair of pants with a 29-inch waist. And they fit, but I figured I better not push it because I know it's going back up well, at some point. That's a very good point, yeah. Bob. But yeah, I, hey, you know, Bob, you're staying healthy. That's good. You, you, had you not caught the diabetes, who know, knows how bad your health would be right now? Well, I mean, I, I felt I felt fine then, but I'm glad that I've been able to change a few things. That's what I I think I said it to you too because I went in for a uh, foot injury, and the guy said, "Let's why don't we just do a blood test? You haven't had one." So I recommend mm-hmm. to people if you have something that you're leaving a little concerned about, have it checked because and then say, hey, why don't you should do the blood test too and see if yeah. it doesn't hurt. Yeah, no, you know, you're absolutely right. There could be other things. And that's the other thing that's very odd, and I'll leave you with this. Every other, uh, you know, because they t- test everything with your blood. Everything else is in the absolute normal range and mm-hmm. good range except for that. But then again, they didn't tell me I was having the test, and two and a half hours earlier I had the high-rise sea salt caramel, so that probably raised the old glucose level a bit. Oops. <laughs> There you have I'm it. glad I found out. Anyway, enough of this. you got better things to talk about. And I hope, I, have you done Indiana Jones yet, Kristen? Because I assume you'll be, if not, you'll be chatting about that. Um, I'm going to leave that for Tim because he's, I think he's on today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what he's yeah. reviewing at 9.50 yeah. this morning. Yep. Yeah, so we'll, we'll leave that for Tim. But You're so nice. I've, I've seen it. Oh, she's Well, you have. All right. But you're smiling. It's. <laughs> it's. It's. <laughs> All right, Sandy, thank you. All right. See you, kids. Have a great week. You, you too, buddy. Bob. Bye. Have a nice vacation, Bob. Okay, tell me when he drops. He's dropped. Did <laughs> okay, he drop? He's gone. Okay, from now on, when you put him up, mm-hmm. no orb, Rondo Hatton. Rondo Hatton, yes. Get the picture right up there every Abs- time. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, that was a great pull. I have I have never heard of that guy until you brought him up. What a great pull. I, I, oh, that is, I'm going to use that from now. I'm stealing that from you every time. I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time some guy walks into a room, I'm just going to be like, Jesus Christ, who let in Rondo Hatton? Look at that guy. His head is literally this big. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding you. It's you. Yeah, he looks like one of the. Nightmares are made up. Yes. What do they call that island? Like where all the, the, head, the heads are, the giant heads? Right. I can't remember the name uh, of it. Easter I'm, Island. Easter Island. That's it exactly is. what he looks like. He does. Wow. <laughs> he looks like Easter Island. Wow. Head. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Great. All right. So we we're, we're supposed to. So you're not going to do a uh, your own review of the movie. You're going to leave that for Timmy. 
Yeah, I'll leave it for Tim, but I, I, I will just say that if you're an Indiana Jones like Die Hard, this is a good movie to go and see on the big screen. Is this the best of the bunch? No, and it's it's long. I think it's a long movie, and um, it's okay. It's not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let's just put it that way. I like the late Raiders of the Lost Ark. I thought it was good. Raiders of the Lost Ark is amazing. Yeah, and it this is. is not as bad as Crystal Skull was. Um, I heard that was terrible. The worst. Really? Terrible. Yeah. It was the worst. This one's okay. Um, you know, it's it's Indiana Jones at 80, so th- that should be your expectations. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I really like him, though. I like Harrison Ford a lot, particularly in, what's the name of it? What's it called? Still Standing, or what's it called? He's on with uh, Jason uh, Siegel. Jason Siegel, yeah. <clears throat> uh, what is that called? <laughs> Why can't I think of it all of a sudden? I, I can't either. Too. But I like the I like everybody in that show. It's a really mm-hmm. good show. A couple of episodes were not very good. But Shrinking. 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 There you go. Thank yep. you. I was like, a, yeah. it's an S word. I don't know which mm-hmm. S word it is though. But yeah, he's a psychiatrist. That's why it's called shrink. Head shrinker. I wonder why they used to call him head shrinkers. That was a bizarre name for a psychiatrist or a psychologist, don't you think? There has to be a reason for it though. There yeah. has to be a root to that. Yeah, it was always like, I'm not gonna let some guy shrink my head. There yeah. was always that, yeah. that sort of trope in the 80s. I wonder why that is. I'll look it up. It doesn't make any sense is the problem. Yeah, my shrink. Because you would say, oh, I'm going to my shrink. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Bob Sansevier Sports, by the way, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers. Saw Michael Bryant last night. Michael Bryant uh, was already at the game. Didn't even know I was going to be at the game. He was already at the game with his lovely wife. And uh, we ran into one another. Just great to see Mike. He's in a great mood. Had, was having a wonderful time. It's always nice to see your friends having a good time. Right? Absolutely. Mo, definitely. We'll take a break here, be right back, and then it's like hours and hours of Kristen Burt right after that. (laughs) You ready? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I've been telling you for a couple of months now how happy I am with MNFatLoss.com, the program. It really has been an easy and effective. I lost 27 pounds. It really just hasn't been hard either. I eat great food. I don't feel hungry. I have plenty of energy to get out and enjoy this fantastic spring weather. One thing I got to mention here, it's not on the script, but one thing I like about it is I, I lost the 27, and then he kind of recommended you take a little break there. And during that break, I was going, yeah, but what if I put weight on during the break? But I haven't. They kind of keep you in the know, and you're good to go. And that's a big, big part of this. So when you're on it, you're on it. When you're off it, you still got a route to take, so you don't gain the weight back, and then you're going to lose a little more, like I'm going to lose probably about another 25 pounds, something like that. In any case, right now, MNFatLoss.com is offering an exciting summer special, $200 off, now through July 30th, but really, don't wait until the whole summer goes by to get this program started. Go to MNFatLoss.com for details on this special offer. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, save $200 on the program. Schedule your free consultation. Save $200. Go to mnfatloss.com. That is mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary. And always be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Corey Wisco of the Wellshire. We're so grateful for uh, their support and, and just the fact that they truly believe in what we do. They, they took the time to get to know us. Uh, they have faith in what we do, and it's just been a great partnership that's just uh, always been based on success. They've always had our back every step of the way. 
For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com. That's nabanco.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is Tom Bernard for Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965, and their name says it all. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors, but pull trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. True story. The very best brands live at Niemeyer's. Like the latest from Rockwood by Forest River, number one in their class, whether you want a tent trailer, expandable, travel trailer, or a fifth wheel, Niemeyer Trailer Sales has it all. Plus, they deliver on the forgotten art of customer service with personable employees, often sons and daughters of the third-generation family-owned business who simply do what they say they will do every time. Come explore their huge selection and consult with RV service pros. You will leave satisfied no matter what you are looking for. The Niemeyer family welcomes you to visit both of their locations in Albertville and Elko New Market before your next vacation. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, baby. Now we're talking. Saw Amy yesterday, she came in and gave me, I finally, after four months, I finally have my badge to get into the Hubbard building. Only took four months to get it. How are you getting into the building otherwise? Just like I always did when I was a kid, just break in through a window, you know, <laughs> just come, just continue on with my thuggery. Um, no, I, I just didn't, wouldn't go over to the building unless there was somebody at the front desk. So that's the deal. Cause we don't work in that building. We work in a different building. It all works out in the end. So, um, what's the latest? I had all of this big news. From I know Brit you did. Not here. So, you guys aren't going to care that a Vanderpump is getting a spinoff. You're correct. <laughs> I wouldn't care. You wouldn't care whatsoever. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best news for Brittany, and she's not here. But um, I, I think the other big story this week, and I think it was no surprise because we talked about it on Monday. Uh, you got Ryan Seacrest as your Wheel of Fortune host, which mm-hmm. I think is a super safe choice. And I yep. also think it's a choice that nobody cares about yep. at the same time. I would agree. Um, because And every every comment, because I asked, I was just like, what's everyone's feelings on this? And they're like, can't somebody else host this? Like, isn't there another host out there in, the, in Hollywood? And I, I kind of agree. But at the same time, I think what they're looking for is stability. Ryan mm-hmm. Seacrest, 48 years old. He can go and host it till he's 80. You know what, and then though? you have stability within the franchise itself. Let so. me ask you a question. Is there a chance that they're just putting Seacrest in there for the time being for when the real person wants to step up? Like, I'm not following Pat Sajak. That I'm not doing that. Forget it. Get somebody else in there for a year or two, and then I'll come and do it. You think that's Ryan a Seacrest, Ryan Seacrest is the stability guy. He will stay at jobs for quite a while. Right. So I have a feeling that he is going to stay. Because think about it, too. He positioned himself where he took over for Dick Clark. He's never going to give up that job until, you know, he, uh, he's also in his 80s. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be one of those situations. He just stays with it. It's a job that you film about five times a year over a weekend. That's it. It doesn't yeah. take much effort. It yeah. doesn't take much time. And I'm sure he's making 
if you know Pat Sajak's making fifteen million, you have to bet that Ryan Seacrest is making somewhere in that neighborhood too. Yeah, I would think so. Fifteen million that, and then another fourteen million to use your image on the cartoon version. There you go. I mean, it's it's a good cash cow. No, yeah, I would say thirty million a year is pretty good. I take it. Well, <laughs> and you have okay. to also remember, um, Vanna White is also she's right in the middle of negotiations. She's asking for seven and a half million, so she's asking for half of Pat Sajak's salary, right. supposedly. Uh, Sony doesn't want to give her that. They think that's too high. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you haven't given her a raise in 18 years. I think that's fair mm -hmm. um, to give her seven and a half million. But she right now um, is in the middle of contract negotiations. Pat Sajak has one year left. We won't see Ryan Seacrest in the role until September 2024. But Ryan said, I'm looking forward to hosting this with Vanna. So he's assuming right now that he is going to be mm -hmm. co-hosting with Vanna. We will see if that happens. How much show, uh, money does that make that show make? Does anybody know how much it actually makes? Oh, I, I, I couldn't even fathom. I mean, if you're paying one guy right. $20 million a year or whatever yep. it is, $15 million a year to be able to host it, imagine what else it's, I mean, imagine what it takes in. And it's in syndication too. Yeah. So mm -hmm. oftentimes syndication dollars are higher than just a regular broadcast network. I like the show. I don't watch it very often, but when I do watch it, I like it. Mm hmm. I mean, it's always paired with Jeopardy, so it's one yeah, of those yeah. that they, the two of them, they probably come as a package deal, honestly, for a lot of affiliates. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's it. Now you it's lost a solid hour for people. Lost I don't watch either of them, to be honest, but. Uh, yeah, I don't often. Money. I don't often watch them. That's true. And, and they often, listen, they, they put a lot of money into Jeopardy, into finding a host after Alec passed away, and... They're they're paying. I'm sure they're paying Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik quite a bit of money too. So I think both both properties are very very profitable for them. Do you watch that? Do I watch Jeopardy? Yeah. I'm not much of a game show person. No, I could see that. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and I don't watch broadcast TV at all. Nobody does anymore, do they? I mean, I watch I mean, the local some news. Do. Mm -hmm. I, the people that are holding up broadcast TV are boomers. So when the boomer generation is no longer here, I don't right. know what broadcast networks are going to do. Well, it's probably not even going to be around anymore, do you think? Uh, at some point, they're going to have to figure out, well, you have to figure out what you're going to do with your local news because that's all in your broadcast networks. So, mm -hmm. And that's yeah. crucial. Yeah. And, and a lot of them are succeeding. In fact, like in Los Angeles... We have so many hours of local news. You can start watching right. your local news beginning at 4 a.m., runs all the way until um, you see – it depends on the networks. It'll switch over, like, to the Today Show. But in other um, markets here in L.A., they run all morning long up until 10 a.m., all local news. They mm -hmm. don't even need a Today Show or Good Morning America. Yeah. Do you think those will continue, those shows you just mentioned? They will, because you know what? They're also the networks that show all of our high-speed chases. <laughs> and those all do that, really well for yeah. Los Angeles. You guys love those high-speed chases in L.A., man. You it love is those. such a cultural thing. When I moved here, I came from New York City at the time. <laughs> and I was like, why are we stopping all afternoon programming for a high-speed chase? Mm -hmm. But it is a thing, and people actually will turn on the TV, watch it, or now they'll even go to the Internet and go and watch it because you can see that broadcast live on, on its website as mm -hmm. well. 
Tim Conway Jr., who's on the radio, will stop his broadcast and narrate the high-speed chase yeah. if it's during his his show because he knows that they get a lot of ratings and people care about these things. But it's a weird L.A. cultural thing. You'll never see any other city do that. Was that because of O.J.? This was even before O.J. Oh, it was? was okay. Yeah. O.J. OJ just made it probably more I, probably made the rest of the country aware of what we do here yeah. in LA. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it might be the only high-speed chase, if that's what you want to call it, where people were standing on the overpasses with signs that yeah. said, we love you, OJ. OJ. Yeah. <laughs> Wild times. And you'll always remember the white Bronco. I don't know, you know, if they... <laughs> They want to be remembered for that. But, I mean, you, that you remember that moment in time if you mm-hmm. were alive. Could I ask you a question, both of you, what you were just talking about? So they're chasing O.J. And how many days after the murders was that? Do you remember? I would say three or four. Yeah, it was like three or four after. Yeah, yeah. three or four mm-hmm. after. So this guy cuts two people's heads off and you got go O.J.? I don't really understand that. Well, I mean, even if you go all the way up to the criminal trial, there were plenty of people when he was acquitted that truly believed that he was innocent. And if you look now, because D, remember DNA, when that was introduced into the trial, was really new. People didn't understand yeah. it. It was yep. one of the first trials. And now you look at the DNA and you're like, oh, my gosh, he got away with murder. Yeah. Double murder. Double homicide. And, and that's it. I mean, for the Goldmans, too, I mean, that... I just destroyed their lives. Mm-hmm. I think for them too to be caught up in something that was such a sensation, and I mean this in a derogatory way. Don't make, me, don't think that I'm saying like it was a sensation. Um, in a sensation in terms of like tabloid media. Remember, all of the soaps were off for a year. All the daytime shows because yeah. we were watching yep. the trial all day long. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I couldn't care less. I knew he was guilty. Who cares? Well, there was a documentary that came out alongside of the scripted OJ. I think it was called OJ Made in America. And yeah, there was, was there yeah. was a documentary like a like a five part documentary that kind of coupled with it. And they interviewed some of the jurors after this, and basically the jurors were like, "We knew he was guilty, but we were super pissed off about Rodney King." Oh God, isn't that just childish? And they were like, "We're listen. Oh, we knew he was God. guilty, but we didn't care. It was our way to get back at the LAPD for what they did two years previous, when LA was a, it, completely engulfed in flames because of what the LAPD did. In fact, there was a guy that was on the jury that, when they announced after they had announced the not guilty verdict, and everybody is sort of having their moment and they're all hugging, OJ looked over at the jurors' box, and one of the jurors took his fist." And put it in the yep, air. Yep. And OJ did the same thing back to him. God. How insane is it that we allow for that to happen? And then of course and then of course it goes to the civil trial and he's found guilty and has never paid a, a dime right. to the Goldman since then. That's correct. Because he, he harbored himself in Florida. So he gets to keep his house and they can't touch his pension. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, and he just is like, you know what? I've got enough money to live off of, and I will just golf the rest of my days, and he doesn't need to work. Yeah. I got to tell you, I have a friend who was a bouncer at a bar in Buffalo when, when OJ was a player up there. Raging prick, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not a nice man from day one. So, what are you going to do? Yeah, and I mean, he got away with not just murder, but before that, he was getting away with multiple incidences oh, of, yeah. yep. of domestic violence. And the cops were protecting him, which is wild that in the end, because this was the way the whole trial was positioned, you know, that 
that OJ was a member of the black community when if you look at his entire career, he pretty much had shunned his black community and had really rolled into sort of the whole L.A. celebrity set. I mean, he thrived in that environment. So when that all went away, that was something that he really struggled with. Not the murders, but the the struggle with all of a sudden that his friends had abandoned him. It's so interesting. When you look all the way back into his history, one of the biggest problems he had, because he wouldn't deal with it, his father was a cross-dresser. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, his father would go out in public dressed as a woman, and I guess it just mortified O.J., and it, it, he just never dealt with that whole situation, that his father apparently liked to wear dresses. I mean, I, you do, you do. Who gives a rat's ass? I don't care. If my dad went out in a dress, he'd look like shit anyway. So you know what I mean? <laughs> Probably in a time when yeah. people didn't necessarily understand it. Yeah, but don't let way. it ruin your life. See, we, that we were, Rudy and I were just talking about this an hour ago. Why are we letting this stuff ruin our lives and allowing double murderers to get away with murder and put our fist in the air? Grow up, for Christ's sake. Deal with it. Right? It does... Listen, we all know OJ's guilty, bottom no line. But at the same time, it gives you an idea of what the temperature was in Los Angeles and what the state of race relations. They were a mess in the 90s in Los Angeles. You know what I would do is stop using black people as a tool to make my life better. That's how I interpret this whole thing. Oh, the black people. Why don't you leave them? Stop using black people as your shield. How about that? You know what I mean? The one thing about O.J. Simpson, especially for people my age in their 40s, I didn't when they said O.J. Simpson killed his wife. I was like, you mean Nordberg from (laughs) from Naked Naked Gun? Gun, I was like that guy. And they're like, no, 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 the football player. I was like, he does not play football. He is a police (laughs) officer. And they're like, no, he's not. He's obviously that's Nordberg. They're like, no, he's the greatest running back of all time. I'm like, says who? And then, but we didn't know him as that. You know, was the Hertz guy running through the airport? Oh, the Hertz guy. Yeah, Yeah. Joe Pesci the same way. When people were like, you seen Joe Pesci in Godfather? I'm like, do you mean the guy from Home Alone, the the Wet Bandit? I was like, I didn't. I didn't know he was a, a gangster. I had no idea. He was phenomenal. Oh, isn't he, though? Yeah, so good. Yeah, so I know we were already talking about this. White, black, whatever your skin color is, stop using other people's culture, skin color, whatever, to make yourself look better. I hate that. I've always hated that. You know what I mean? Yeah, those Hertz commercials, though. Kristen's right. Those Hertz <laughs> oh, he commercials. the subject back there, Hertz. They were, they were Running through the airport. <laughs> um, Kate Hudson, this is just so funny that we're talking about O.J. Simpson today. I just heard it on a podcast. It was either yesterday or the day before. She, um, when she was, she was young when this happened, but she told a story of, uh, at the time, Goldie Hawn is her mom, and, of course, Kurt Russell's her dad. They were all hanging out at Meryl Streep's house mm-hmm. while this was happening, while O.J. was doing the high-speed or, a.k.a. Oh, okay. slow-speed highway yeah. chase. And they were in—it was Brentwood. So um, Kurt and Meryl Streep's husband were like, we should go over there. They're pulling into the house. It's only a couple blocks from here. <laughs> so they actually— Great walked over to the neighborhood and I guess like 
Meryl Streep's husband was like shaking hands with Bob Shapiro. And so they were back at Meryl Streep's house, like watching on TV. And there's like Meryl Streep's husband, like, you know, shaking hands with Bob Shapiro and like Kurt Russell's like watching it. So they kind of inserted <laughs> themselves into like one of the biggest stories yeah. in the nineties. Um, and if you go back and look at the footage and look for them, you will actually see them really? hovering in the background. Wow. Because yeah, they were their that. own version of ambulance chasers in that moment. They're like, this yeah. is history. We're watching history. We got to go over there. And I'm like, that is like such a dad move. I got to go check it out. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, so now it's dads that are at fault. I see. Now we're going to attack the <laughs> men. Yeah. Such a dad move. Like, we got to go. <laughs> I wouldn't know that, if you know what I'm saying. Talking and about neither would Rudy, actually. No, you're right. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Talking about like Bob Shapiro, was it uh, was it Robert Kardashian? Was that his name? Yeah, yep. Robert, Robert, Car- Kardashian, the, yep. Robert Kardashian Senior, because Junior is still alive. Okay, oh. yeah, because yeah, because Robert Kardashian Senior, uh, there's a during that OJ Made in America moment. They, they show him, David Schwimmer plays Robert Kardashian, oh, okay. and they're at the funeral of Nicole Goldman, and while they're there, like they have all these little girls running around, and they're being loud, and you don't realize, but it's all the, it's the Kim Kardashian, it's the Kardashian girls as children, mm-hmm. and Robert Kardashian looks at, at you know, a child version of Kim Kardashian and Khloe Kardashian and goes, girls, we are Kardashians. We are not attention seekers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. I love that. That's so a much. really, um, that's a, if people haven't seen it, Ryan Murphy did it. It's really well done, well acted. Definitely worth seeing if you haven't watched that anthology. Cuba Gooding Jr., right? Yeah, he was in it. Um, who played, oh my gosh, um, who was the, um, Marsha? Oh, yeah, Sarah, um, uh, I'll look it up, hang on. Yeah. I was like, Sarah, she dates... Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson, yes. And what was the, Marsha... Yeah, Marsha Clark was her name. Marsha Clark, Mm -hmm. that's right. Oh, the attorney? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Such a good one, if you're looking for something to watch over the weekend and thought, oh, O.J. Simpson, let's go revisit that. I have a question for you about Sarah Paulson. What is it about her? Because when I watch her, she's really engaging, even through a camera. What is it about her, the way she comports herself? She's damn good. At, she's a damn good actor. She's super charismatic. Even when yeah. you see her in interviews, yep. I think she has this. There's very few people that have this ability. But when you meet certain celebrities, this happens with politicians, too. You meet them, they lock eyes with you, and they make you feel like you're the only person in the room. And whatever you're saying is the most important thing at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think very few people have that quality. I think she is someone that has that quality. They lock eyes with you right away and you command a room. That is it. She's really good at that, I'll tell you that. I mean, she's an attractive woman. That's a, a different point to hear. She is an attractive woman, but there's something about the way she comports herself. She's really good at that. She did a movie, an indie movie with Mark Duplass. Mm-hmm. It's this tiny little movie. Nobody had ever heard of it. It's a movie called Blue Jay, and I think it's on Netflix. Well, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard of that either. It's, it's Mark Duplass and Sarah Paulson in a cabin together, and they were like high school sweethearts, and then they meet again in their 40s. And it's just these two people in a cabin for two hours. And as it moves, it's sort of you start they start to reveal things that happened to the both of them in like their late teens, early 20s when they were together. 
And by the, it's one of the most stunning movies I've ever seen. Like, I, I, if you if you see me watching that movie and it's four p.m. in the afternoon and I got a drink in my hand, my life has gone tragically wrong that week. There you go. I need to just like <laughs> I need to like let things out and exercise some demons and get those emotions out because that movie is so good. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.